Battle of the Carolinas, Taylor Mike Sell versus Texas and Rory Harmon. So much more. Pepper Pursley, Debbie Antonelli here to talk about it. Lockdown Women's Basketball goes live now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi there and welcome to the Sweet 16 edition of Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow us at Locked On WBB or at The Next Hoops. TheNextHoops.com, our staff of the next 24-7, 365 women's basketball coverage. And Pepper Pursley, I am honored to call a colleague, is here. She is here to talk all about the Sweet 16 with Debbie Antonelli, Mrs. Women's Basketball. Debbie Antonelli, <coughs> very, very great friend of the game, has played it, has broadcast for such a long time. You've seen her everywhere. Listen to them chat. It's wonderful. Before you do, let's pay some bills. Brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Head to the website today. North Carolina, underdogs by nine and a half points. Very interesting, right? South Carolina has not exactly been lighting up the scoreboard. Then in the Second 7 o'clock game, Ohio State, plus 5 over Texas. Hmm, interesting. Texas shot 63% in the second round. That one's going to be a good one. Iowa State, minus 6 against Creighton. And Stanford, this one, that's interesting to me. Stanford given 6.5 points to Maryland. This is a different Maryland team from the one who lost 86-68 earlier this season to the Cardinal. Go over to Ben Online. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of She Got Next with me, Pepper Pursley. This is my NCAA Women's Sweet 16 preview, and who better to chat with than Debbie Antonelli? All right. Hi, Debbie. How's it going? Pepper, you're the best. I'm so glad to be on your show again. Thank you so much. I love talking about women's hoops, so I can't imagine talking about it with anybody else but you. You're the most fun. All right. I'm just going to ask for your thoughts on each of the eight Sweet 16 games. You ready? Okay. All right. First up is the Battle of the Carolinas. First seeded or one seeded South Carolina takes on five seeded North Carolina. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, South Carolina has struggled a little bit to score. And I think North Carolina is a perfect recipe to help them because North Carolina is going to play a little faster. And I think that's going to be a good recipe to ignite the South Carolina offense that I think has been stalled a little bit. So uh, I will say this. If you can box out South Carolina and hold them to one shot, you have a better chance of winning. If you can force them to try to make some outside shots, you have a better chance of winning. South Carolina's roster clearly has more talent than North Carolina, but North Carolina is sneaky good, and the ACC has been good all year and has prepared them for a moment like this. All right. Well, that certainly seems like a matchup to look forward to. What are your thoughts on Texas-Ohio State? 
Well, I love Vic Schaefer's schedule because he's ahead of it. Last year they went to the Elite Eight. This year they're back in the Sweet 16. Uh, they're going to play an Ohio State team that has a really good backcourt that can score. Uh, Taylor, Mike Sell, and J.C. Sheldon have been good all year, and that will provide somewhat of a challenge. But Rory Harmon for Texas has been great also. So, you know, the defensive game plan in a muddy, gritty, tough physical game will favor Texas. But if it's free-flowing and it's up-tempo, that could favor Ohio State. I think Texas has a little bit more big game experience, so I like them there. All right. Seems like it could go either way then. All right, so Stanford is playing quite well, and Cardinal senior Lexi Hull is coming off of a 36-point game. Maryland did just have a big win over Florida Gulf Coast. I'm really excited about this game. What do you? What do we need to know? Well, Pepper, you know we've been friends for a long time, so you know how much I love offense, right? Yeah. Well, Maryland is finally healthy. They have all the pieces together. I don't think they've been whole the whole season. And Diamond Miller is really someone to keep your eye on. And Angel Reese has played like an All-American all year. They're really good and athletic. And athletic and long bothers Stanford a little bit. But if this score is not 90 to 90 or to 89, I'm going to be surprised. Because I think the way Stanford gets up and down and the way that Maryland will play some three-quarter pressure, and it's not an aggressive up-the-line defensive uh, matchup, but whoever Diamond Miller is guarding, which might be Lexi Hull because of the way she's playing, uh, will be a tough matchup. But I think Stanford's depth is going to be a factor here. But I expect this to be a clean, well-played, high-scoring, fun-to-watch, can't-miss TV game. And I'm calling the games in Spokane, Pepper, so it'll be on late. But I know your mom and dad will let you stay up for it. All right, hopefully I'll definitely watch it first thing when I wake up the next morning. All right, what do you think about this next matchup, Iowa State-Creighton? Can Creighton pull out another upset against another team from Iowa? Well, again, Pepper, I love offense. And the thing about Creighton is they play five out, empty block. They move the ball. Their assisted basket number is really high because they don't play off the dribble. So they cut and they pass. And they shoot the threes, and that's a lot to cover for a defense. If they play like they did against Iowa going into that environment and knocking out one of the best storylines in all of college basketball and Caitlin Clark, that's a significant job by them. Um, they've got a, an upper, uh, a bunch of veteran players like upperclassmen. But uh, Iowa State, Bill Fenley's been in a big game. He knows how to scheme defensively. This is actually a better matchup for Iowa State than a long, physical, athletic, uh, low-post playing team. This should be a really good game. This is another high-scoring affair. Uh, and I say high-scoring in the NCAA tournament, like 60s are high-scoring games in the NCAA tournament. This one's going to have to be played in the 70s. And uh, I'm not sure which one I'm picking there. Iowa State's going to be favored, I think, because they're the higher seed. But it's going to be really fun to watch because – uh, that bracket is is really interesting with those uh, two two teams, obviously, uh, obviously a surprise in South Carolina's bracket. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I'm really excited about NC State-Notre Dame because Notre Dame has been playing really well, especially Dara Mabry and Olivia Miles, and I know you know NC State. So what are your thoughts on that game? Well, first of all, let me just say this, Pepper. You know I'm not picking against my alma mater. 
Right. I mean, I got NC State all the way on this one. I think it's an interesting matchup. I didn't think conference teams were supposed to meet till the Elite Eight, but they're meeting in the Sweet 16. And as you know, Notre Dame beat NC State earlier in the year on their home court. Uh, Elisa Cunane got into foul trouble in that game. But Elisa Cunane got into foul trouble against Kansas State, and NC State just wiped them out. They had played them a second time, and they just took them out. Like, the depth, the speed, the defense – uh, all of it clicking at the right time with a veteran team that, you know, I wouldn't say this is Westmore's first Final Four team. I would say this is his third Final Four team because two years ago, COVID took him out and I thought they could be a Final Four team. Last year, Kayla Jones got hurt and it definitely affected their ability to advance. I think this is a good bracket for them uh, until they get to play UConn on their home court, basically. I mean, Bridgeport, Connecticut is a home court uh, for UConn because their fans have bought tickets in advance to be there. Uh, that's going to be really interesting. But if NC State plays the way they did the other night, uh, they should have a really good chance to advance. I'm picking them to come out of Bridgeport. All right, cool. All right, Indiana is fresh off of a one-point win over Princeton, which was a really fun game. And UConn only scored 52 points in their last game against South Florida. What do you think about this matchup? Will it be a battle of the backcourts? Well, first of all, Pepper, I know you cover the Ivy League extensively because of your time covering Columbia. So I know you're paying attention to Princeton. And this is that was a good game between Indiana and Princeton. So let me say that first. Um, Indiana, I think, is really interesting because they have everyone back and they all came back for this very moment. Right. I mean, this is why they came back so they could play and try to advance in the tournament. And I think this is a little bit more battle tested Indiana team. So. Uh, with Indiana having a chance to play against UConn, I don't think they're going to be caught up in the crowd. I think they're going to methodically, you know, play hard. But the other thing besides the crowd is the whistle. You know, you got to get a good whistle on the road anywhere you go. Everyone would would say that. And in the NCAA tournament, particularly with the kind of crowd that UConn had in their game against Central Florida, I think they're still working their way into rhythm with the injuries they've had this year. But uh, I think Indiana's got a really good team, and they're going to have uh, a really good chance to win against UConn. It is not going to be easy. Uh, it's never easy to beat UConn because of their greatness. I mean, they've only been to 13 straight Final Fours, Pepper. I mean, they're tough to knock out. But this will be really interesting to see if Indiana has enough on the inside to deal with the depth of Connecticut up front and if their guard play is good enough. Their guard play is going to have to be outstanding. Quite simply, Grace Berger is going to have to be able to make some of those pull-up jump shots and play really well. Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting game to watch. All right, Haley Van List has come to play this tournament. What are some things you should look out for in the Louisville-Tennessee matchup? Well, Jeff Walls is excellent this time of year. And so he will put together a defensive game plan to neutralize the size of Tamari Key up front. And Haley Van Lith and Kiana Smith in the backcourt are really good. This is an elite-level defense. They've been good defensively all year long. Emily Exler has given them a different component defensively. She rebounds, she's long, she can defend, and she can score. Uh, and Jeff loves this moment. This is like a Jeff and the NCAA uh, tournament and sandpaper kind of go together because it's gritty. You know, it's a little rough around the edges. You know, that's the way I see Jeff Wall's team. I think they got an edge to them. I think they're a Final Four team. I thought that from the beginning. Pepper, if you remember, way back in October, I was saying Dana who? And people thought I was crazy when I was referencing Dana Evans. I'm not disrespecting Dana. 
She's a two-time ACC Player of the Year. She's great. She averaged 20 points a game last year. But I knew Louisville would be good, and I believe in their system and the way they play and where their priorities are. This will be a really interesting matchup for them, but I don't see them having much trouble at all with Tennessee. I'd be surprised if they didn't win. All right. You said Louisville has an elite-level defense. Is that an elite-eight-level defense? I think so. If you're looking at Michigan or South Dakota on the bottom of that bracket, right? So so Louisville wins uh, over Tennessee, and then they would play the Michigan-South Dakota winner. That's a really good matchup. I like, I like Leah Brown all year. I know Nas Hillman gets all the headlines at Michigan, but I saw Michigan up close and personal at the end of the season against Iowa. And they went into Iowa with the Big Ten title on the line, and Iowa played really well and won. Caitlin Clark and Monica Sonano had great games then. But Nas Hillman is quick. She's athletic. She's different than anyone that South Dakota has on their roster. I think she might have an advantage there. Now, you're going to have to run them off the three-point line. You can't let them spot up and just shoot threes. But the South South Dakota team has done a really good job of advancing. And when you knock out Nalissa Smith, you can play against Nas Hillman. It's great prep for back-to-back athletes like that. So I didn't get a chance to watch that game, so I don't really know how they neutralized Nalissa Smith. Maybe you can tell me how they did that because I didn't get to see that yet. I was on the men's side working the men's tournament. So I didn't get to see that one yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if that matchup against Melissa Smith and knocking out Baylor helps them in their prep for playing against uh, Nas Hillman. Yeah, I did watch the end of that game, um, and they Baylor just wasn't playing very efficiently, um, So and they had trouble making shots down the stretch, but South Dakota played really, really well, and there there's definitely a similarity in that post-presence. I love that you touched on that. All right. Well, for you and I think alike. You know what? We we think alike. We have two we're two offensive minds. I think you like defense a little more than I do, but I know you work on your offensive game. Probably, yeah, I love defense, but obviously you score on offense, so it's definitely important as well. Alright, so that was all eight matchups. And my last question for you is just where people can find you, your work and what you do, um, and your social media handles and things like that. Well, thanks, Pepper. Um, you know, moving forward, I'll be in Spokane for that regional. So I'm really excited about Stanford, Maryland, Texas, and Ohio State. Uh, those are going to be great games. And then I'll go to Westwood One Radio. I'll be on the call of Westwood One. I've, this will be my 26th year calling the Final Four on radio. Uh, and, and I'm really excited about that opportunity. And I'll be in Minneapolis from Tuesday all the way through Monday and uh, celebrating our great game. Remember the product's the narrative. That's what I expect us to see in the NCAA tournament as we move forward. All right, everybody, there you have it. Thank you so much for your time, Debbie, and for your awesome analysis. Pepper, I break down the game with you any day. It's really fun to be on your podcast. Thank you for including me. All right, no problem. As always, everyone, you can find me on Instagram at Pepper Persley and on Twitter at Team Persley. And make sure to check out all of the amazing content, just like this podcast, out at the next. Um, and thank you all for tuning in. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you given up on your New Year's resolutions? You don't have to. Have you tried the puffs? Built Bar has these puffs. They're covered in real chocolate Protein-infused marshmallow, they're fluffy, they're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. None of that fake chocolate. 
real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite. So are the cinnamon churros, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all fantastic. Low calorie, high protein. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I don't know if you have the same trouble I do trying to find protein sources that your children will eat, but that's something that I always work hard at. Built Bar helps me get it done. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, even white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and there are new flavors coming out all the time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. And those of you who have been listening for a long time, remember, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. 